0: Welcome to Conversations About Life. My name is Will Jackson, and I'm here with Brian O'Shea. And I'm glad to be here with Brian. How are you, Brian?
1: I'm very well, thank you. I'm glad that you're here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I met Brian at the gym, and we've had um, some conversations together. And uh, I've enjoyed those and thought that he he just seemed like an interesting uh, person. So I asked him if... um you would be on a podcast with me, and this will be a little bit like a getting to know each other type of podcast. Because um, even though I've enjoyed having some conversations with Brian, you know I don't know him real well. We've just had some brief um, conversations while sitting in the sauna, or just you know in passing there at the gym. So um, anyway, I'll let you give yourself an introduction, Brian. Why don't you? Uh, just talk a little bit about yourself, just your an overview of your family, your interest, and mm-hmm. just whatever kind of comes to mind.
1: Okay. Um, well, I I uh, I grew up in St. Louis, so most of my life here, um, specifically North County, which you don't meet many people from North County uh, down this way, but uh, that's where we live now. I've uh, been married to my wife for 31 years. Um, She's a great gal, and I'm very blessed to have her as a wife. Um, we have a son who lives in Hannibal. Um, I work for the state of Missouri uh, full-time. Um, I also have a part-time job at Target. Uh, we are members of uh, St. Simon the Apostle Parish here in South County, and i active in it. Um, I like, uh, in my spare time, I like going to the gym. Um, I like listening to music on YouTube. I like a good variety of music. Um, I have a motor scooter that I ride, oh, wow. Uh, which is something I really enjoy. And that's usually from April to October until it starts getting cold. I also like the bike. Uh, it's a gym I swim. Um, Wednesday nights, I'm at our Paris. We have Bingo every Wednesday so for those who like bingo we have bingo every Wednesday and I, I help that out help with that um I like living in St. Louis uh, my wife and I like to travel uh, we just went on a uh, weekend trip this weekend went to Paducah, Kentucky to kind of get away from the snow but it seemed to follow us there um so we we enjoy traveling went on a cruise this past summer um uh, we like road trips um That's a good
0: start, I guess. Yeah, that's a good start. Um, just to tell you a little bit about me, um, I, uh, before we started, before I pressed the record button, I told you that I sell shoes on eBay and Mm -hmm. make income that way besides doing some photography work. But I've been married, I guess, just a little bit longer than you. I was married, got married in 85. So that's 30 something years Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we have eight kids, four boys and four girls. And um, anyway, I enjoy going to the gym also. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Sure. Well, Brian, um, do you like to read, or are you more of a movie guy, or is there something else that you
1: enjoy along those lines? Um, I like to do both. I like to read. Um, I'm reading a John Grisham book right now. Um, I like the movies, and I like videos. Um, I like reading Stephen King. You know, I like the horror. Uh, genre to, to a point mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so I like to read uh, yeah. we get to pay paper every day I like to read the paper I always have a book I'm reading Um I like watching you know like old classic TV st- uh, TV shows um, there's a station called MeTV I like to watch that so I like a little bit of both once of a while I go to the movies yeah not that often but I do you know it's still kind of a fun thing to go to the movies it kind of reminds me of growing up, going to movies with with uh, friends and, you know, gals I was dating. So it's kind of a nostalgic thing. Right, yeah. So that's a little bit
0: about me. You uh, mentioned um, listening to music on YouTube. What kind of music do you like to listen to?
1: I am all over the map. Okay. I like uh, I like the old 50s, 60s stuff. I like big band music. Wow. Music that my parents grew up with. Mm-hmm. I like heavy metal. Oh, really? Wow. I do. Um, I like a lot of contemporary music. I mm-hmm. like some country music. I'm Irish, so I like, you know, some Irish music. Um, I like, uh, some of the, uh, some, some of the we Catholic type music, you know, that we, we're known for and some gospel type music I like. Um, country, uh, the only kind of music I really don't like is rap. Okay. I don't like rap. Unless it has a Christian flavor. Okay. Then that's good. Um, that's good then. Um, you know, patriotic music. Uh, so I'm really, um, most people don't like quite the variety of music I do. Um, but I, I always remember if I like disco music. I, I like that. Uh, even punk music was, was out there a little bit. And I like that. Um, as well as a lot, you know, I, I tried, I try not to just stick with old stuff. I try to familiarize with contemporary music, just so I'm not so much living in the past, but know what people listen to. And there's some good stuff today that yeah. that the uh, you know I, I see I see comments on on YouTube of some of the older music, and people are very critical of contemporary music. And I, and I, I say to myself, they they probably don't listen to it mm-hmm. because there's some good stuff out there. You know, yeah. pop music, you know, that, that people tend to be critical of. There's some bad stuff. So, I try to expand my, um, horizons.
0: Do you make any music? You no. play an instrument? Okay.
1: Gosh, no. I, I, uh, no. If I start singing a song, people end up not liking that song if they liked it before. <laughs> so, so, uh, I'm really, I uh, know, I, I don't have that gift. Have you ever heard of contra dancing?
0: I haven't. Okay. It's like, a social, Folk dancing, kind of. But, um, and there's a place in Kirkwood where a lot of this contra dancing goes on. And it's, it's a little bit like square dancing, but Mm -hmm. it's not quite so, um, you know, you don't dress up in country outfits Mm -hmm. or anything. Oh, really? And, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's just a social get together Mm -hmm. on a wood floor. But they have live music there. I bet you really enjoy it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, probably would. Yeah. Probably would. Um, I'm not much of a dancer, but I can appreciate that. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like, um, you know, a caller who leads you through steps, and okay. you, um, you practice it first before the music starts. Everyone gets it down, and then mm-hmm. the music starts, and he starts calling and oh, stuff. Wow. It's kidding. a lot of fun.
1: Huh.
0: Well, you mentioned that you were, you were Catholic, and that's mm-hmm. interesting to me, you being a Christian, because I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. and it's a big part of my life and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, well, how did you become a Christian?
1: I'm, a, what they call a cradle, cradle of the grave Catholic. Okay. Um, I was, my parents were both Catholic, and so I was uh, raised Catholic. Uh, you know, baptism, uh, confirmation, first communion, uh, marriage. Um, I'm a lot more into my faith than I was years ago. Okay. Um, I just really believe in, in our, in our faith. Mm-hmm. And there's always criticism of some of our leadership. We've had some issues there, mm-hmm. bad leadership. But the faith itself is sound, and I really uh, embrace it, and and I appreciate it, and I I try to live my faith as well as I can, and 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 you know and, and participate in what we call the sacraments. Mm-hmm. Um, respecting others, though, I mean I I'm not saying that Catholic is good for everybody. I have a lot of respect for. Mm-hmm. You know those of other uh, Christian faiths um are those who just don 't have a faith who just have a belief but mm-hmm. uh, but ours happened to be Catholic, but you know um it's not it 's not the best for everybody but it it works for me
0: yeah where well, you you were mentioning like the faith, I guess you're talking about like the content of the faith, like what it 's all about, you know mm-hmm. so like um are you able to summarize that in the nutshell saying this is what Christianity is about you
1: know how would you put that um, I'm glad you asked that because there's a uh, I think there's a, a bible uh, verse I have written down that it's famous but I think it really summarizes what Christianity is all about and it's a famous uh, John 3:16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that those who believe in Him may not perish, but any, but may have life everlasting. And then John 17, For God did not send His Son into the world in order to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. I think that in and of itself encapsulates is, is, is what to me, I know Christianity is a lot of things, but I think we, it's something we can all agree with. All Christians can agree with that statement, I think. And I think that, that, you know, in some way says it all. You can expound on different aspects of that, but I like that and people are familiar with that, so i just, it just, it really resonates with me. Okay. You just pulled that out of your pocket. Like, do you carry
0: that verse with you a lot or were you just kind of being prepared for the podcast?
1: I was kind of being prepared. Okay. All
0: right. <laughs> well, I like that summary. That's yeah. good.
1: I mean, I'm not a Bible quarter. I can't just quote Bible verses right top of my head, like yeah. which is good, it's great if you can do that, but i am not one of those. I read the Bible every day and I read the, the daily our daily readings in our you know in our Catholic um schedule of readings, so um besides you know doing like the rosary prayer rosary but mm-hmm. so i but that one I just did to prepare for it.
0: right, yeah, well, that's good um like um so that's kind of like a, a summary of the Christian faith. And is, like, what does it mean to you? Like, does it give you comfort that if, or just, I guess, what does it mean to you? Just the, the whole aspect of Jesus dying for us, not condemning us and, you know, um, that type of thing.
1: Um, for me, I guess it gives me a lot of hope and joy. Um, there's so much love in that that simple you know uh part of the you know that uh, bible quote uh it it's just I find a lot of comfort and solace in it and hope for the future and 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 belief in an afterlife and heaven um and being with with uh with Jesus and God and all of that you know it, it just, it's just it's just inspiring to me yeah and it's something in the darkest times when things are really going bad for you and whatever's whether whatever it's health or financial issues it's something to hang on to and also in the good times it's it's good to remember that because you have to be grateful for your blessings and 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 thank and be you know appreciative of your blessings without without getting a big head about it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so it's both it's good times bad times ordinary times Uh, it's, 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 I don't know if I'm expressing it very well, but that's just what it means to me.
0: Right. Yeah. For me, like, um, it, um, it reminds me of God's character, like he's a forgiving God. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, um, you know, it like, I don't feel uh, the need so much, um, to remind myself of that when things are going wonderful, though I probably always need to remember that, but, um... When I'm feeling just weak, sick, tired, then to remember that I'm entrusting my life into the hands of a, a forgiving God is just pretty comforting to mm-hmm. me. Just you know, to,
1: uh,
0: as a reminder of what kind of God is God. Well, He's a mm-hmm.
1: God who forgives. You know? Yeah, and I think a lot of people who have strayed from Christianity or are never really, you know, into it, they they look at God as Jesus as this, you know, I'm going to you know the point of the finger and, and that kind of mm-hmm. harshness uh, of you didn't follow this rule, you didn't follow that rule, and uh, I, I just don't look at God that way. You know, because mm-hmm. so I think you, you you've said it well yourself. So um, there's some things that we just and you know, like some people will you know uh, are, are not real strong Christians, and then something bad happens, and they'll say, now why did God let this happen? Why did, if we have a benevolent God, then why does a terrorist come and blow up the World Trade Center? Or why did those people, did that, did God let that man kill his family? And people are missing the point of Christianity. So, and then they, and then they become real, real bitter and, uh, uh, down about Christianity and, and it affects everything about them. They become people you don't want to be around. Yeah. Um. Like, for
0: me, um, I grew up in, um, a religious home too, Protestant, but r- religious and, um, you know, we were churchgoers every week and everything. But, um, and there was, but, you know, in my teenage years, I just grew rebellious about it. Like, in our tradition and the, you know, it's common for people to talk about, um, being saved, so to speak, like this change takes place. And when I was about nine or so, I, um, you know, I was thinking, well, if I die, I could go to hell. So I think I need this to happen to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I tried to do things like um at our church, we'd have an altar call at the end, you know, they'd play the music and you'd walk up the front. So I would try that. I um um got baptized, <clears throat> but it was all rather kind of frustrating. And then um I even asked my mom, I said, what should I do? She gave me some tracks and there'd be some Bible verses in it, a little booklet and a prayer at the end. And um, I would pray that. And I thought if I would just believe enough, have enough faith or something, you know, it would be, bam, and then I'd be changed, saved, mm-hmm. confident that I was going to heaven and everything. Um But uh, that was all just a frustrating time. Nothing seemed to work in the way I thought it would. And then I went on with life, just grew more and more sinful, just fell into all of the sins of the teenage, that's typical for teenagers. And then when I came uh, to... Uh, about eighteen um I was just kind of at a low point in my life where i it just really hit me what a sinner I had become and then i I called out to God to save me from who I was, and I remember just a load of guilt being lifted from me, and it, it just I felt like you know God cleansed me and communicated to me, yeah, I was forgiven, and um all of my life changed at that point. So, um, not all Protestants have this kind of experience. some you know from very early age, they just seem to always love God and just you know um but for me and um and other people I've talked to um there's that time where uh you're you can just be you're religious, but you don't really have a heart for God until some kind of something happens in your life, you know, you have this encounter with God, and then it's like Christianity uh, becomes something real, you know. So is that, um, did you encounter anything like that, or is that uh, common among other Catholics, something similar to that?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think for myself, uh in some ways I strayed, mm-hmm. you know, in my later teens and maybe early 20s. I still went to Mass and and would still, you know, practice our sacraments, go to confession. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's with probably true with a lot of Catholics. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. they they um they stray so to speak and uh um and then eventually they come back, they get older, they get married and, and they start having families and realize, oh well, you know, you think, What was I doing? you know? <laughs> I mm-hmm. was an idiot or something like that. Yeah. So I think that's fairly common um, for a lot of Catholics that they just start straying and, and now we have a lot of really good, solid, fundamental youth groups that are very strong and, and do a lot of good work that they didn't have, uh, when I was that age. Mm-hmm. They didn't really have the youth groups that they do now. Our church is a really strong, active, vibrant, uh, youth group. And, uh, it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's very Catholic and it's, it's, you know, they, they do a lot of praying. They have, uh, retreats and, and they, 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 uh, the first weekend of, uh, first weekend of January, we had, uh, they, they called, uh, a Luke 18 retreat for the teens. And we sponsored some students that, like, they're, oh, seventh, eighth grade, something like that. And they, we, we, we sponsor them in that we, uh, they stay at our house uh each night Friday Friday and Saturday and then we transport them back to the church and that's where the retreat is. So you know, we provide a it's kind of an exciting thing they are away from their parents and and so we do that every year, uh to to support the youth group. Um uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, I wasn't as strong of a Catholic when I was younger than I am now. I mean I didn't straw straw stray that far, but I I was you know, I I mm-hmm wasn't the best Catholic essays, you know, but, you know, I, am right now I've, you know, I think I'm really solid in my Catholic faith. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think you're right.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sometimes, um, I'm curious about s- someone's reason for belief. Like I, um, listen to podcasts, you know, um, mm-hmm. about, um, some of them are like atheists talking about, um, you know, kind of together with a Christian, a little bit of a debate and one, you know, is explaining, you know, these are the reasons for my belief and why it's reasonable to believe in God and why it's reasonable to believe in, you know, the resurrection of Jesus and so forth. And, um, and then the, the, the other side, you know, they would think, well, that's not a, a valid reason or, or something along those lines. Or I do hear some people say, you know, there's no, Evidence for the Christian faith, or there's no evidence for God and stuff like that. And I guess they're using the word evidence in a real particular sense, if they, it seems to me, if they say that. But have you kind of thought about this for yourself? Like, um, reasons for belief, like what do you base that on, um, to, to believe that this is a real historic thing, Jesus and the resurrection, and, um, and and it's not just a, a man made religion and so forth.
1: All kinds of reasons. Uh, I believe in the Bible, mm-hmm. and a Bible is not just so much made up gobbledygook. They um, have Jesus performing all kinds of miracles. You have Jesus rising, crucified, and rising from the dead, and telling us he will be back. Um, some people get too scientific. I believe and they'll say it's not logical. Well, of course it's not logical. I mean, is it logical that that s- some person born here dies and is and then comes back to life? I mean, people try to get too scientific when explaining religion and that's really I mean, you know, forget that. I mean, it, faith is something that you can't explain. And faith is a belief in something uh a, a power uh greater than you. It's, it's a higher power. And so, uh, to try to get real analytical scientific, I think, is, is, is foolhardy because you're not gonna, you know, you can't really win that argument when these people are so scientific that they can't understand what faith is all about. Faith is, is a belief in a, is in a higher power that created the universe. It wasn't just the Big Bang thing. I mean, all these things happened, and and I don't believe that it's we're just out there without some kind of higher power, if you will, that created all this. And so I think that that help explains it for me. And I'm not necessarily one who get, who, who would engage in a debate mm-hmm. with other people who don't share my views. And I, I really don't get much out of you know debates listening to them because yeah. I have my views. And I know what I believe, and you're not going to tell me otherwise, so right. I don't even try, you know, yeah. for people who, who want to question the existence of, of, of God or Jesus or anything like that.
0: Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Do you have, um, like, a, a philosophy to life? I mean, um, like, what's important to you when it comes to how to live a good life, and or um, just what's important to you in life? Like what are you what are you pursuing and so
1: forth? Um, well, the ultimate goal is heaven. Uh, I think I don't know. Love one another as as we would want to be tre- you know treat treat each other as we want to be treated. Respect. Um, I I just think that you know our time on earth is just a bus stop. I mean it's just a flicker of a switch. It's just a, a but you know it's just a second as far as you know all of eternity and so for me it's just to try to be the best person I can be uh and it and it show kindness and respect to to you know to all my to my fellow man whether they're believers or not whether they're christian or atheist or you know, the islamic faith or or any of the others out there that you know it doesn't really matter to me, but I think it's just you just love one another, as I have loved you, as, as Christ has said. So that's kind of my way I look at the world, and just try to be the best person I can be, and work hard, and and just and and, and you know practice my faith and pray and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here's a couple. Thought
0: provoking questions. <laughs> um, I've kind of thought about this and it just kind of brings me back to like well, what's really important, I think. If if Brian, if you only had one more year to live, describe what you think you would be doing this last year of life. What would your typical days or weeks look like, do you think?
1: Um I think I would have more of these conversations. Okay. Hmm. I think I would have conversations with, with, uh, our parish priests. Okay. People I know and just try to, you know, still live that good life. And in some ways, not necessarily do anything all that different. Mm -hmm. You know, just continue to do what I'm doing. Um, if I'm, You know, if, if health is not an issue, uh, and just try to appreciate people around me and, and try to, you know, connect with people that are important to me. Yeah. And not with people who just happen to be related to me. Uh, but I don't know. I guess I just try to continue being the best person I can be, but, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe do some things I haven't done before, travel or something like that. But Mm -hmm. I've done that a lot of traveling, but. Yeah, you told me about that cruise you went yeah. on. That sounded fun. Yeah, yeah. I've been fortunate <laughs> to take a lot of good trips over my lifetime. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. That, that's, it's a worthy question. You know, I don't necessarily have all that great of an answer. <laughs> yeah. But.
0: I thought that's a good answer. It's similar well, it to what I w- was thinking. Oh, um, okay. As far as like conversations with people, just spending time with people. Mm-hmm. I think I would still do, I'd, I'd still work, um, but not like, really aggressively right, or tying yeah. myself up into it just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to kind of keep somewhat busy, trying to be productive. Sure. But re- really spending time with people, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And times of quiet times alone just to reflect on yes. things too, yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. Talk to God, have conversations.
0: Yeah. Right. I do that. Yeah. If um if you could go back to some point in your life um to you know to say something to yourself at some point something you really needed to hear um at what point would you go back and what would you say do you think wow
1: that's a hard question yeah i mean it's it's a very really real question um i think i think uh at some point in my late teens early twenties i would i would say what were you thinking yeah. You know, you're an idiot, you know. I mean, some of the things yeah. I might have done or you know, um, remember our, your faith. Uh, um, and not that I was, you know, I was an evil person, but I was careless when it comes to practicing my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some pain, you know, in my past, of just different things that, that uh, you know, I guess we all have that kind of pain. Different decisions you make or decisions you don't make. hmm so um, I can't think of anything magic, you know, in that in other words. But I mean, I can't think of anything real philosophical, I would tell myself. But mm-hmm. just, you know, what were you thinking, you know? Like, I wasn't really thinking. Right. Yeah. Well,
0: is there anything else that you'd like to talk about before we wrap up? Uh,
1: There's one thing. I, I was just thinking about this. We were talking about our faith. Um, it's something I've always thought about. Um, people who are living in North Korea, Mm -hmm. people who are living in China, people who have have never been exposed to, to any kind of faith whatsoever. Yeah. What got me to think about this is because in 1981, I went to China, which which would be like going to North Korea now. It was very much of a different, I mean, China has changed in a much more radical way than the United States has in, in that time, and they're they're very industrial. They're a big economy, and and uh, the people drive cars and they have their own property. And they're just a totally different country. It's been transformed so much. Yeah. But when I was there, I had one guy asked me about about my faith, and and he, uh, it was in a bus ride late at night, going from one town to another. It was a It was a this guy was a translator, spoke good English, and he did this. What does you know, he did this Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's what we, mm-hmm. part of our, part of our faith. And, and he did, he wanted to know what, what that was. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he asked what the spirit was. And, and it got me to thinking about, I believe John 3.16. Mm-hmm. What about those people in North Korea through no fault of their own? They just happen to be born in that part of the world that have never been exposed to any kind of higher power of God, you know, uh, Kim Young is is their God, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I always think about, you know, well, John 3.16 says this, but what about those people who never had exposed to that? What happens to them? Mm-hmm. You know, they die. Do they? I just don't think we have that kind of a God that would just send those people straight to help because they didn't believe. They didn't have a chance. So I always wonder about that kind of thing. So that was right. So I think about sometimes from my experiences.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've wondered about that and thought about it. Um, and I don't have a real satisfying answer, I don't think. I think from, you know, what the Bible says, the things that I keep in mind is that God's going to be fair in whatever he does. And, um, sometimes we may not understand what fairness is. I mean, like, um, we may, um, be far more, apart from what Jesus did in dying for our sins, we may be, uh, far more guilty than we realize because we just compare ourselves with one another and we, um, and it might be, be a far greater, greater offense than we realize to sin against a holy God. I mean, we just not might not understand mm-hmm. what really would be fair to us apart from receiving mercy from God. Um, but um, when I read Paul's epistles, it seems like um, he talks like, I'm not this might be, um, I'm not sure exactly what le- one letter right now, but he talks about like in a sense like you were separated from god you were separated from christ um until um you know the, that that message came to you and now you know you've received grace and things are are all different for you now you know so so that seems to convey that um you know apart from um you know there's something that saving and good happens when the gospel reaches a dark place like that um that you know it's not there until that point um mm-hmm. and then um i think of like um well before the time of of christ um you know their understanding of how god was going to save um his people was probably just really cloudy and vague and you know th- and um and yet they were still trusting in god and they were still uh, saved by that faith in some way i believe you mm-hmm. know sure so anyway um i don't know that's mm-hmm. just <laughs> yeah. that doesn't answer the question no it, very doesn't. Well, but,
1: it doesn't but it's something i think about it yeah i don't dwell on it but i just right you know i feel sorry for people who who reject all this, you know, who just right. grew up in families with, with faith was important and they just totally reject it. You know, I feel sorry for those people because they just don't know what they're missing as far as I'm concerned. Right. You know, but... Yeah.
0: Um, there's um, something I was going to tell you about um, after we were done, but I'm just going to tell you about it now so mm-hmm. it'll be recorded. Mm-hmm. and. um and th- so that anyone else who might be interested, you know, will hear about this. And if, if not get involved in it, hear somewhere else or something. But, mm-hmm. um, there was a few men who, um, back a few years ago, I think this came out of Central Presbyterian from what I heard. Um, they started meeting together in groups of four and, um, weekly praying for one another, like meeting weekly. And they used, um, uh, this book that kind of gave structure to their time together. It was just a basic book in Christianity uh, it's called Discipleship Essentials. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of made that covenant where they were going to um, memorize some scripture, go through some of the lessons, pray together, and they would do that on a weekly basis. And I think their cycle lasted for about two years. And then a part of their covenant or agreement Also was that at the end of that time, they would break up and each of them would find three other people and they would make more groups. And then they would just go through the cycle again and again and again. And it's multiplied to be like quite a few different people uh, of quite a few different groups. And my brother's been involved in it. Mm -hmm. And, um, he, um, he said what has, he really appreciates that has come in come out of it is just really deep friendships, Christian friendships. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can kind of imagine if you're meeting with a small group of people and you're praying for each other and you're, you know, t- trying to encourage each other in the faith that, you know, lifelong friendships are probably going to come out of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um I was going to join one of these groups, but um the time slot fell through and the other time slots where the their meeting is like pretty early in the morning and they tend to be up around the West County area. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'm just going to look for a few people um, out here, you know, and just try to make a small group and just mm-hmm. do it because I'm interested in doing it. Mm-hmm. So um, if, uh, you know, if if you happen to be interested in that, you know, think about it and pray about it and get back to me if you are, and um, I can tell you more about it, show mm-hmm. you the book and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then anyone listening, if um, they're interested, this can only be a group of for you know Mm -hmm. because part of it what makes it special is it's small where everyone can be interacting and the commitment to the commitment is the hard part and the good part too because Mm -hmm. you're committing to meet you know weekly um over a period of time that's a hard commitment but then again that's what makes it special because that's what keeps you together and where the relationships form and uh you know, that, the good part of it comes to. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if anyone's listening to this, um, you know, contact me if you're interested. And, um, if, you know, you couldn't form this little group that I'm getting together, um, or want to get together, um, perhaps I can maybe, tell you what book I'm using or that the groups use and you could make your own group or something like that anyway just putting it out there because it's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. thing sure. to me sure. especially the multiplying aspect you know it, it just doubles and you know mm-hmm. keeps sure. going and stuff Sure.
1: and I guess that's about it Brian but it's good talking with you yeah likewise I, I've always enjoyed our conversation and I like having conversations with people about stuff I did where we share the same views basically yeah you know it's it's those are the conversations I like. Debates, no, forget it. You're know, yeah. not going to do that.
0: Yeah, I kind of like both because I like to see the other viewpoints and stuff like that. And mm-hmm, sure. I find it interesting. I appreciate that. But yeah, I, I do like to, someone else who has faith in God, I want to know what that's like for mm-hmm, them sure, and stuff. I find sure. that really interesting.
1: Well, thank you for, I'm very honored that you would want to have, do this podcast with me. I mean, I feel so rather ordinary and generic like me, <laughs> you know, that's so I'm thinking humans. Have a conversation with me about this. I mean I don't feel you know Oh well thank you for participating. I really oh, appreciate sure. it. No I, I appreciate your inviting me. I, okay. I've enjoyed this. Okay. All right. Well thanks. Okay. Sure.